Usually I um, uh, try to learn something which is uh, relevant to the time that we're in. Uh, there's a special request to learn something about about challenges. The mimer that we once learned about challenges that was from the 12th of Tammuz. And uh, while I was thinking if we should do this or not, uh, I know it learned yesterday's Hayom Yom. Yesterday's Hayom Yom, the uh, Rebbe says that the, the mimer the Rebbe Rashab gave him Chav Chesh from the last year of his life was the same words of the Mimer that we're going to learn. Huh. And then I saw a letter of the Rebbe yesterday. The Rebbe says, what I've said in the 12th of Tammuz, you should know, is pertinent for the entire year. So, so, okay. and, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so it's certainly something which is pertinent um, all the time. Um, but before we get into the discourse itself, um, by divine providence, the printed in the work, which I w- wasn't really sure if we should learn inside or not. And so I guess this was decided. So we're not going to learn inside, we'll learn outside. Um, before, before we go into the details of overcoming challenges, um, let's first discuss um, the definition of what a challenge is. Um, and their purpose and... Uh, what, what it means to be challenged. First of all, no one wants to be challenged. Or not only should we not want, not only do we not want to be challenged, but more than not want to be challenged, we are we also pray to Hashem that we don't not to be challenged. Every morning we start our day with Hashem, Al saying, don't bring me to a challenge. So it's not not only do we not want it, come a little closer, there's a front row seat for you, Rav Shmuel. The front row seat for you. Not only do we not want it, we pray not to have it. Not only do we pray not to have it, Hashem tells us, pray that you don't have it, this doesn't happen to you. Pray, ask me that this shouldn't happen to me. We find the opposite, that, that the David HaMelech was wondering about this. David HaMelech said to Hashem, Hey, how come in Shemona Esrei we say the God of Avram, God of Yitzhak, God of Yaakov, I want to say the God of David. So Hashem said, because they, they overcame the, the challenges, they gave them, I gave them this young, they gave them challenges. So David said, okay, so let me have one of those. And, 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 and what, what, what the end of the story is, maybe we'll get into later, but the point is that because of that, Hashem tells us not the opposite. Ask me not to have a challenge. But on the other hand, um, the Talmud says that every creature in the world is always experiencing challenges. Despite the fact that we ask Hashem, not to have a challenge, and Hashem tells us, please pray not to have a challenge, but the Medrash says every creature is always being challenged. And the challenge is in two categories, the Medrash says. There's a challenge of being wealthy and challenge of being poor. There's a challenge of having too much or too little of whatever it may be. And when you're um, in a um, being sent a challenge, it, it, although we pray not to have it, um, and it seems like it, it's you're for sure going to have it anyway. So why do it feel a shove? Why pray for something you can't get? You know, we're not supposed to pray for something you can't get. You're not supposed. To, there's an argument in the Talmud about um, if you're allowed to pray that your child should be when you, when when a woman is pregnant, you ought to pray the baby be a boy or a girl. And the Talmud has a the question of when that prayer is relevant. Can you pray when in the beginning of the pregnancy, in the middle of the pregnancy? Um, he prayed at the end of the pregnancy, 
what, and there's different opinions. One opinion is is that you can't pray after a certain period because it's called the The prayer is, is already, it's already done. Somebody decided this, this baby will be a boy or a girl, and you and you can't you can't ask for that anymore. It's already, it's already decided. I don't remember or source the story. It's a true story. Someone I wanted to have a boy or a girl. I remember, and he asked ever for a blessing. I never said like how can you ask now? It's already it says. He said that, but the other opinion says that even a woman is giving birth could still pray. And the Rebbe became very serious, and I gave him a, bl- a blessing for what his request was. But don't try this at home, folks. In general, the Torah says, don't um, don't pray uh, for a certain thing after a certain after a certain time. It's not something that, that, that you, you know. It's like, it's like the child's born already, right? It's the day of the bris. Oh man, I want to have a girl now. You know, you, you, it's too late. I mean, um, I, was try, I was trying to register to uh, schedule a flight last night, and I discovered all, all many different choices for gender that I never knew about before. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're, they're not. Um, that's not the. Um, um, so, so we're not supposed to pray for things we can't get. So how come we're supposed to pray not to have a challenge when isn't it certain that we're going to be challenged, as the measure says? And the answer is, as the previous Shabbat explained, there's a line in the prayer. The, line, the next line of the prayer is, and not to a disgrace. Don't bring us to a challenge that we will fail. Bring us challenges that we will win. There's challenges are part of our journey in the world, okay? But bring us challenges that we will be successful in, that we will win in, that we will not be disgraced by. So, oh, I save you a front row seat if you like, and a back row seat if you like too. Okay, so, so the um, the medrash brings a pasuk, Hashem um, God tests the righteous, to explain the purpose of challenge. Medrash brings many opinions. Let's mention two of them. There's a Yenison. A Yenison says. When the Medrash, when the Torah says, King David says, God tests the righteous, what it means is, if you are a glassmaker and you want to make sure that the glass you made is, is good, you don't bang on the cups which are faulty, which are, which are uh, mediocre. You only bang on the cups which are uh, on the good cups. Those are the ones you bang on. Those are the ones you test. Some, similar way, it says it being innocent. Thank you very much. Similar way, Medicine says, Hashem tests the righteous. Hashem only sends the tests to those who can handle it. If there's a test that's being sent to you, it must be you can handle it because Hashem only tests the righteous. That's what Medicine says. Yisab ben Hanina, he adds a whole different dimension to the equation. He says he compares it not to a glassmaker, he compares it to um, a flax maker. When you t- have uh, flax and you beat the flax, the more you beat the flax, the better the flax comes out. The more the flax is, is, becomes the way, the material you want it to be, specifically by beating it. So in, in a similar way, the title of the Maimon we're going to learn is Nasat God gives those who fear him, God give, you give those who fear you, a challenge to be elevated by. The purpose of the challenge is to be elevated, to bring us to a different place. So, although um, our experience is that we're in a state of challenge, we don't feel we're, we're being elevated, but the opposite. You, you know you're in a state of challenge when you have no idea 
how things are going to turn out. You, you know you're in a state of challenge when everything looks to you totally dark and there's no way out. Then you know you're in a state of challenge. We don't live in comic strips. Maybe some of us do. But um, we don't have the, priv- the, the um, luxury of, seeing the, of, of reading the narrator's description of, uh, of our, the scenes in our lives. So although uh, you could read how Batman is going to see the Joker, and the narrator says, our hero is now about to experience a challenge, right? So you don't have the luxury of, um, of, of hearing and seeing the narrator describe uh, the steps of your life. But one thing is for sure, if you have no idea how it's going to, what's going on, and you, all you see is darkness, you know the narrator, like, there should be a, there's no beep, like, you know, the old, uh, um, I don't know if they still do this, but sometimes in the middle of, of, of um, they, they, they stop all the television programs and make an announcement. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system, and that's it. You will never find out what happened in that in that, that part of the soap opera. You'll never beep. It's gone. You're not going to find out if uh, Sally and it's gone. So in, in your life, you, there's no you can't hear the beep, but if you, you you but you know that you're in a state of challenge when you don't know the way out and you don't know the purpose, and you just feel like this is impossible. And challenges are um, difficult. Because, because for many reasons. Number one, um, what does it even mean to win the challenge? Right? There's, there's a mitzvah, for example, of putting on film. What's the goal of this mitzvah? Someone once asked the Rebbe, "What does it say? Computers in the Torah?" Dr. Paul Chenko, uh, he was a, a pioneer in the computer industry. Asked the Rebbe, "What does it say? Computers in the Torah?" Immediately, the Rebbe said, "Tefillin." Why tefillin? Because tefillin, they harness together our hearts, our minds, and our action. And they get and they, they cause a harmony in their, in their whole being that allow us to, that our our ideology and our character and our behavior should all sync together. That's a blessing of film. That's, really, that, that, that's what film is supposed to bring us. There are different schools of thought. There are people who feel the most important thing is your ideology, your perspective. Other people feel the most important thing is not your perspective. The most important thing is your character. Other people believe the most important thing is not your ideology, your perspective, or your, or your character. The most important thing is what you do. Reactions. What does the Torah believe in? So, although the Talmud says action is the main thing, the Torah is holistic. The Torah says that God created the whole person, and Hashem wants our whole being. So, if there is a challenge, the challenge is in every part of you. The challenge is not only what you're going to do, the challenge is also in what you're going to feel and what you're going to think. Hashem wants the whole person. He gave us the midst of tefillin so that our whole person should be in sync with, with, with his plan. So if we're going through a challenge, it's not just what I'm going to do, it's also uh, how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to think. Those are all parts of the challenge. And to make things a little more uh, complicated about the, the, the definition of overcoming the challenge is also, um, there, there's, 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 just like in a test in school, there's you get an 80, get a 90, get a 20, there, there, there's different parts of you which are being challenged, and there's different levels of being of, of how of overcoming the challenge. It's not we're not robots, and uh, and sometimes the challenge goes on for years. Like this discourse was sent to the Jews who were living in Russia under Stalin to help them contend with their challenges. They were under Stalin for quite a long time, and before Stalin, it wasn't that much better. And after Stalin, didn't get uh, there was you know it, it, it's it, the challenge goes on for a long, long time. So. And during this whole time, there are all kinds of thoughts and feelings. So think about it. You know, if someone's stepping on your toes, 
right? And there's that. So, so, so all, it, it, you're, 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 all your thoughts and feelings just go, go haywire because you're, you're in pain. The Rebbe Hashab once said, he said that Rebbe Hashab was a Gitzkislev, and one of the Chassidim, his name was Zalkeperish, and he blessed the Rebbe Hashab. Rebbe Hashab shouldn't have to travel out of Russia. What he meant was Rebbe Hashab shouldn't have to um, go to health spas. He should be able to stay in Lubavitch and, and, uh, um, and, and be healthy. Rebbe Hashab responded, I believe me, leaving Lubavitch to me is like leaving life itself because I'm able to share Hasidus. My whole life is about giving Hasidus. People and people should receive Hasidus. That's what my life is about. However, he said, I am. He said, there's nothing that separates between a person and Hashem. Nothing physical, nothing spiritual. Even sins. Oh, it says in Tanya that sins separate between us and Hashem. He says even sins don't separate between us and Hashem. Doesn't Tanya? They do. So. I, I, probably he meant because tshuva you could do tshuva for sins too. The only thing that separates in a person Hashem Achon is health. If you lose your health, you know you, you just you just can't you can't do it. So, uh, but however he concluded, I am I am assured that God's promise to King David that his light, his candle, will always will never be extinguished. I am certain that this, since he's the son of King David, that that, that, that he'll get there. And uh, similarly, Shalich uh, our generation, generation that's going to greet Mashiach. We are uh, certainly, uh, we're going to make it, we're going to be there. But let's just unpack the idea of the challenge for a second and see how many facets there are there, just, just, just to, to, you know, to, to make it more real. We learned this discourse before, but before we learned the discourse, we tried to apply a little bit. Let's try to apply it a lot and learn the discourse, and, 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 and learn the discourse as, as the anchor of, of, of the application. You're going into Western kosher, or worse. Your spouse goes into Western kosher, and the card doesn't work. Right, and you got a call from your spouse. The car doesn't work, so so there's a lot of different things, things going on. Um, you're supposed to overcome the yeah, the front row seats, side, side row seats. It's all available. What are you giving out today? <laughs> there there are there are many facets to the challenge of your card not working. Many different parts of that. Number one, just feeling that. You're supposed to believe, and this is the truth, that God is good, that God is kind. And yet, you can't um, purchase the things you want to purchase that you need, your family needs. And, and you really need this. And not only that, but you, you, are, you care for your, your, your spouse who was shamed, and her grief, his grief, and you're so upset. And, 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 and yet you're supposed to believe that Hashem is good somehow. That's not an easy thing to believe. Number two... Um, you're also supposed to believe that it's going to get better. So while you're supposed to believe that this is good somehow, you're also supposed to believe it's going to get better, which is a paradox. If it's if the good God is the one who makes the card be declined, how come you're saying the good God is the one who's going to make sure the card is going to clear next time? Which God is it? Is the card is the God the one who? So that's a paradox that Hashem expects of, of every Jew. That on the one hand, the, the, you, you're supposed to believe the car is, 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 is the client. That's Hashem does, Hashem is good. On the other hand, you're supposed to believe that, uh, no, that, 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 um, that it's going to get better. You're supposed to have bitachim. And, and the reason Hashem expects this of us is because we're all children of Avram. You know. in, in the exchange between Avram and Yitzchak, on the way to the Akedah, um, Yitzchak says to Avram, Avram, my father, and then he says another line. He says, "Here the wood, here's the wood, and here is the fire. 
Where's the sheep? Where's the ram? So the commentaries are wondering about Yitzchak's statement to Avram. Yitzchak speaks to Avram, his father, and then he says, why does it say, and he says two times? He speaks and then he says, what does it mean? So some explain this to mean, Yitzchak was in the middle of a conversation with his father and he interrupts himself. He had two, he said two different things. He says, are you my father? So what, what, what a father was bringing his son to be sacrificed as a, as a sheep, what would a father answer to, to his son like that? To his son he loves, the son he's waiting for all of his life. You know what he's going to answer? He's going to run away from that mountain. Of course you're my son, let's get out of here, right? They're a million miles away. Or, for a million miles away in his mind, he doesn't want to answer that question. He's, either he's going to be present with his son and answer his son and say, yeah, I'm your father. Or he's going to say, and, and, and not, do, not go further up the mountain. Or he's going to go, um, well, we'll talk about that later. He's not, he's not going to want to enter that conversation. But Abraham Avinu is the one, when Hashem asks him to, at first, Hashem called his name, what, Abraham, what was Abraham's first answer? Is here I am. For Abraham, he, he, he is able to live with the paradox. He's able to say, here I am to Hashem, and at the same time say, here I am to my son. And that's a paradox Hashem asks us to have, to believe that whatever happened yesterday was for sure good because Hashem did it. On the other hand, to have absolute trust in Hashem that's going to get better, even though, um, even though we have no idea like, like how, that's, how that's even possible. Uh, and get to that, and, and one second, and, and so, so, so that's what you're supposed to believe, right? And you believe it for ten seconds, and then ten, ten seconds later, when your spouse comes home, or when you come home without the groceries, and you're like, and you want to, you're hungry for lunch, and you can't have lunch right now because you don't have the, and then, and then all of a sudden, your 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 feelings are like, whoa, this is just not right, and and that changes. So so, and then and then you yell at yourself, wow, I just. And don't belong in this thing. This whole Jewish thing is not for me. All right? And then you say, no, I'm going to have trust in Hashem. But then you say to yourself, I, I'm Jewish. I know this, how this thing's work. Then you say to yourself, I can't. We're all complicated, though. We all, it's, it's all, well, we all complicated in different ways. But, you know, it, 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 this, this cycle continues. Then you say to yourself, one second. Okay, I'm supposed to trust in Hashem, but I, he doesn't want me anymore because I already failed. I already yelled at him for what he did to me. And I'm I'm already not like I'm already not not in the zone. He doesn't want me anymore. So to believe that Hashem still wants you after you fail is another part of the challenge, right? And to believe that Hashem still expects of you and Hashem still desires you and Hashem still believes in you and you what you think and what you feel is still important after you fail and you and you still are and He loves you because you are infinitely um, precious, inherently precious, unconditionally precious to Him. That, that, that takes a challenge when you're failing in what he asks you to do. How can you believe that you are inherently precious and conditionally precious and infinitely precious when you know that you have, um, that you have failed? So, and the challenges keep on going. And, and so then you say to yourself, okay, you know what I need to do? I need to ask Staka from someone else. Then you say to yourself, no, 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 no not me. I'm not going to ask Staka. Staka is for, for other people. I'm going to ask I'm going to trust in Hashem. And you know what you do? You continue. You know, you know it's the compass, the compass of, of which way is up keeps on moving also. First of all, you don't know which way is up. And second of all, the compass moves. Today you're going to trust in Hashem. You don't need to have stucca. And you don't need stucca today. And the next day, you need stucca. And, and you need stucca and you don't ask for stucca. That's also a mistake. Stucca has to be done with two people. One person has to give and one person has to take. You, you can't give stucca. You can't have the midst of stucca unless someone's taking. So maybe your role today is to lishmar for the sake of Hashem to accept staka. So yesterday you trusted in Hashem. I don't want to say take staka, and today your mitzvah is to take staka. Or let's say you ask for staka and you can't find anybody. That's another challenge, right? So, so the compass is constantly moving. Uh, 
in, in our school, there's uh, one one child um, uh, who needed uh, who, need, who needed to take medication. Another child, uh, and he took medication. The child trans- transformed in his day was so good for them. It was obvious it was good. Everyone saw the child saw the parents saw. I saw teaching the child. Wow, amazing! Other parents are like, our child's not going to have any ritalin. Our child's not going to have any medication. And they, you know, we're, we're going to try. And 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 there is a there's room for that. And that's and, and that, that that's a very um, correct way of thinking, right? But then when the child actually needs it, parents are, I don't want the side effects of the medication. That that's true. There are side effects of medication. There are also side effects of not having side effects. If you don't, if the child needs the medication and you don't give it to them. So it's possible that the child has long-term side effects because they're not accepted by their peers because they don't know how to play with any other kids. Not, not, they don't know how to progress in school. They kick that out, kick that out of class. So there are. So, so, so I'm saying the compass moves. It doesn't. The, the way that's up and the way that's down moves. It's not always the same. Or look, let's look at it for a second. Um, the Jewish people in the test of all tests, the test of the ninth of all, the spies come back. Right? The spies say. Oh, you can't conquer the land of Israel. It's impossible. Everyone cries. Hashem, Hashem is upset at us for crying, right? We should have believed they could take us to the land of Israel. What happens the next day after the, this test? The next day after Hashem says to us, we're not going to go to the land of Israel. We're going to stay in the desert forever, for 40 years. What happens the next day? Some Jews say, no, we're going to go. It's a mistake. Hashem says, don't go. But no, we're going to go. We're going to go because we believe Hashem can take us to Israel. Hashem said not to go. So in a way... They're not doing what Hashem wants. Another way, they're expressing faith in Hashem. There's something in them that, that, that there's neshama there. We, we have a soul and we have a body. And even when we're making a mistake, even when we're doing the wrong thing, there's soul there. And so just discovering the way up is a challenge. And the way up moves too. So the bottom line is that the reason why challenges are challenges is because of the divine energy in them. There are two kinds of scenarios that Hashem presents us with. And neither of them are, are necessarily um, are easy, but there's a marked difference between what is called a challenge and what is called birurim, what is called the regular kinds of things that Hashem asks us to do. Let's say you have... Um, okay. When Hashem created the world, it says the world was like a parable for godliness. The world, you look at the world, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and they could see how everything in the world is created by Hashem and its meaning and its purpose. And they, 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 were, in, they were in a very holy, pure zone, and, and they felt Hashem's presence. They were in a physical world. So it, was a, it wasn't godly in the sense that Ganeiden is godly, without it for the physical external trappings of it, but it was, it was, it was physical. But then, they, then they did the sin of the tree of knowledge. And the world stopped being a parable for godliness, and it became a riddle. The difference between a parable and a riddle is, is that a parable is obvious that it has a meaning. A riddle is not so obvious it has a meaning. A riddle, you have to like find the meaning. But riddles also, um, if you scrutinize them, you look at them, you, you, you have a high IQ, and you don't, or you don't have a high IQ, but you really work hard and you juggle the facts together, you could discover the answer to the riddle. You could get the answer to the riddle. Riddle, if you scrutinize, you use your heart and mind, you get the answer to the riddle. So in a similar way, Hashem gives us physical things in our lives, and they have purpose. To find the purpose of whatever it is Hashem gave us, Hashem gave you money, Hashem gave you a, a, a hamburger for lunch, right? 
So you are able to use that hamburger for the Hashem's purposes. You're able to take the hamburger and direct it towards where it's meant to go. The hamburger has purpose. You're able to understand in your mind that this has purpose. You may have other voices in your mind which are a lot louder, that the hamburger is good and it's tasty and I like it. There are other voices in your head besides, besides the purpose of the hamburger. But it's possible for us to scrutinize the hamburger and to say, you know what, this, I, I believe that this has purpose and I'm going to focus on the purpose. It's not... If we want to be honest with ourselves, it's not it's the, the voice of the animal soul is always louder than the voice of the godly soul. The, the animal soul is called in the Talmud the old and foolish king because it has home court advantage. We're born with an animal soul and a godly soul that only comes in at the age of our mitzvah. So, so the loudest voice in your head is, hmm, this is a good hamburger. That's, that's the loudest voice. Your other voice in your mind, this has purpose and God has a purpose for this and that's, just, and that's a much softer, quieter voice. But it's possible... Now, think about it. Think about if you people who just you know just had elections in Israel. Think about running for office. When you're running for office, you don't taste any food. You don't you know you you, you, you you can't enjoy anything. You're just thinking about the stats and what people are thinking about you, what they're saying about you. You can't think about anything else. You don't taste your food because you're so overwhelmed with with the elections. Or think think about an artist trying to make music or trying to draw something. They're so overwhelmed with their what they're trying to do. They don't taste the food. So if we were so animated by our love of Hashem. So then the voice inside of us, our neshama, will be a lot louder than our animal soul. And we wouldn't hear the animal soul as much. But because our, we're not like that, so we have animal souls much louder than the godly soul. Animal souls, it's not, you don't identify the animal soul. If you were to ask yourself, or someone to ask you, what's the purpose of this food, of eating lunch? You would say the purpose of eating lunch is to enjoy it. Your mind, your intellectual, you know it's not for that. The purpose of eating lunch is because we want to make a home fresh from the world. It's say a bracha, elevate the sparks of Hashem and everything. So, so although the, the louder voice is the animal soul's voice, you have your hand on the switch. You could pump up the volume of your godly soul. You're allowed to, you have a lot of different voices in your head, right? Which, let's compare the voices in your head to, let's say, different animals. You have many dogs in your head. Which dog is the one that's going to be the one that's 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 most dominant, the one that, 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 that the most impactful inside of you? Which one's going to be going to be the one that you hear about the most, the one you feed the most? One you feed the most is going to be the one that's most active, and one the one that, 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 that the fattest dog is the one that gets fed the most. So in your mind, you could decide you're going to you're going to turn the volume up on your godly soul, and you're going to think about Hashem, and you're going to, as in today's says in today's day, you're going to daven, and you're going to bring the things you think about into your feelings, and you're going to really change your, how you feel, because you're going to daven, and after such a davening, then you come to the hamburger, and you're more equipped to, to scrutinize it and, and to elevate it for its purpose. That's not a challenge. That's called regular things in our life that have purpose. Fine, and the reason why regular things in our life, we can scrutinize them, and we can discover what their purpose is, and we're able to even more, we're able to like identify with that purpose personally and to be animated and, and, and directed to the, the godly spark and regular things in our life is because the godly sparks in, our, in, in those things aren't so hidden. They're not, they're, they're, they have a physical, there's a riddle there. There's a riddle, but it's only a riddle. There's a difference between a riddle and a joke. Let me say this, and we'll, we'll stop for, the, right, right, for today. When I was in fourth grade, I had a teacher, his name was Rabbi Pollock Al-Mashon. Ray Pollock was an incredible teacher. And uh, the first day of class, he handed us all a piece of paper. And the paper, um, we had an assignment. We started doing this, this, this paper, and, and we, we, we slowly discovered slowly discovered that, that this piece of paper had, had um, 
uh, impossible things to do on it. You have to multiply three by this amount, and you have to divide it by five, and then you have to write it into these small boxes, and then write it, and, and then put triangles in those boxes, and then write the, the, the dividend of that number in five. It was impossible. It was impossible. And Rabbi Palka sitting there, he's laughing at us. He's laughing at us. And finally, the first kid hands in the paper, and we're looking. How could he possibly finish the paper? And he has a big smile on his face. And the second kid comes up, and then we realized it was a joke. I also realized it was a joke. Everyone was laughing, and I looked at it and really looked at the paper again. The, 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 the first line of the paper is, says, "Don't begin the t- begin the test after you've read all the instructions." So who hey, why read all the instructions? I'll just finish the test. But what is in the last on the last one? In the last instruction, it said, "Hand in your test without doing the rest of it." Just I want you to read it now. Hand it in. So that's it in the last line. So um, in a similar way, the godly energy in a test in a challenge is such it's more like a joke. Than, than, a, um, than a logical um, than a logical riddle. A logical riddle, you have to juggle the facts again and again, and you can figure it out. That's, that's in the regular kinds of things in our life, where there's a godly spark there that's hidden, but you have to find it. You have to scrutinize it with your heart and your mind. A, a, a challenge means that Hashem has taken the godly spark and hidden it so well, that so, 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 all, you see is, all you see is darkness. And the only way to overcome the challenge is not by scrutinizing the, the, the facts better, but rather going into yourself and summoning your inner strength and your inner power. Shem, we'll learn about that uh, tomorrow. All right. Okay. 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 Okay.